Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening this wonderful Wednesday morning that you're having a great start to your day. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, and the new um, and fun podcast with Chris Willis and Stephen Tolbert all at BatteryPower.com as well as at BatteryPowerSBN across all forms of social media and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button wherever you choose to listen to podcasts to get the latest content. You're likely going to get a new episode nearly every day when it comes to the Battery Power Podcast Network, so make sure you hit that subscribe button to get all the latest content. Again, my name's Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And it was a bit of deja vu in a positive way for the Braves when it came to their 7-3 victory or 7-1 victory over the Cardinals on Tuesday night. For the second straight night, this time in the first inning, the Braves used big hits with runners on base to be able to get out to a big lead over the Cardinals after Ian Anderson struggled in the first inning against the Cardinals, the Braves wasted little time supporting Anderson. An RBI single from Matt Olson was followed up by a two-run home run by Austin Riley, and then later on in the inning, a two-run home run by William Contreras. The uh, Riley and Olson added on later on in the game as well. Five combined RBIs for Matt Olson and Austin Riley was the big catalyst for the Braves' seven to one victory. And it's awesome to see the fact that, you know, we I've talked about it, you know, several times this year about how the bottom of the Braves lineup, it's great to see when they're carrying the offense, you know, if the Braves, you know, middle of the order is going through a bit of a cold spell. But, you know, despite the fact that Riley and Olson both may be, you know, have shown that they're a bit streaky at times this year, it's really fun to see when they're both on, especially Austin Riley, who now I believe has five hits, or excuse me, has multiple hits in five of his last six games. He absolutely is killing the ball every time that he gets the chance to step up to the plate. And between Cincinnati and now St. Louis, he has put on an absolute show when it comes to stepping up to the plate and delivering. And he is really leading this Braves offense. You're seeing the difference of when Austin Riley is hot because the Braves are able to get off to a big lead early and stay in control of the game as it progresses. But of course, besides the offense, which we now know after over a month and a half of performing like one of the best offenses in the majors throughout the month of June, they're getting off to a great start in July. The other really important development from Tuesday night was an improved outing for Ian Anderson. Now, I do want to put a bit of, you know, 
make it what it was. It was still, you know, not all that great. You know, he gave up eight hits. There were, you know, several innings where Ian Anderson had to work out of trouble, but he did work out of trouble. He made the pitches count when he needed to, and that allowed for him to be able to get out of several jams and allowed for him to be able to to get through five innings, including through the Cardinals order, which is a very formidable order, get through the Cardinals order multiple times without, you know, giving up a lot of damage. 61 strikes on 99 pitches pitches, only one walk. So some improvement for Ian Anderson, which is really, really good to see for the Braves. Obviously, again, as we've talked about, when the Braves enter the second half of the season, yes, they're going to have plenty of starting pitching options, but they're also going to have plenty of, you know, potential questions arise when it comes to their starting pitching. You know what you've got in Max Reed. You know what you've got in Charlie Morton. You've seen a bit of regression from Kyle Wright, though he still has continued to perform as one of the best breakout stories in the National League. Definitely should be in consideration for an all-star spot. You hope that you could rely on him to form one of the best trios of starting pitchers in the National League with Max Reed as well as Charlie Morton. But you've got, you know, how... Much can you trust Kyle Wright? You certainly hope you can, but is potential regression in store for him in the second half? Well, then after that, you've got the innings wall that you're potentially going to be looking at for Spencer Strider. You've got Mike Soroka coming back from injury, but how effective will he be? It'll be interesting to see. The whole thing that I'm getting at is, is that while the Braves starting pitching has certainly developed into, in my opinion, one of the stronger rotations in the National League, Getting consistency from Ian Anderson will be a big development for this Braves staff. Number one, starting pitching doesn't become as big of a need at the trade deadline. Though I still think going after a reliable starter, you know, even if it's a rental, just someone that at the very least can eat you innings, you know, every fifth day, I do think that that potentially is a need for this team. But if Ian Anderson, even if he's not going to be dominant, If at the very least, he can start to show that if he does run into trouble, he can more often than not make the pitch that he needs to get out of the jam, that's going to be a big development for both him and this Braves team. So a really encouraging outing for Ian Anderson still has plenty to work through to try to get back to being, you know, a reliable strikeout artist. You know, never was someone that dominated with strikeouts, but someone that could certainly get swings and misses when he needed to. If Ian Anderson can return to form, and this could be the start of him regaining, you know, his groove that we saw a bit of, you know, in, in, in early June especially, that will be a good development for both him and the Braves. So another all-around impressive win for Atlanta. It's always fun to see when the middle of the order is producing. Matt Olson and Austin Riley have shown the ability to really be good sources of RBIs. Matt Olson now 15 RBIs over his past 15 games. Uh, Austin Riley now, I believe, 10 RBIs over his past seven games. So the middle of the order is especially producing when it comes to runners in scoring position, allowing for the offense to be consistent, and it continues to get wins over very good competition. Even though the Cardinals may not be you know, up there as one of the top two or three teams in the National League, they still are definitely in the playoff picture, so it's always good to see the Braves' offense being in control early against formidable competition. 
Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Ian Anderson's performance on Tuesday and, and the encouragement that comes from that, as I had mentioned, um, in the first segment, you know, one of the things that you start to, you know, think about at this time of year with now being four weeks away from the 2022 MLB trade deadline, which is August 2nd this year, you start to think for the Braves, okay, what makes sense for this team? What really stands out as potential areas of need? You, you think the bullpen may be something that stands out with the injuries that it has experienced. But Tyler Matzik came back last night, pitched a scoreless in- inning. Kenley Jansen will be back. Um, Kirby Yates should be available at some point in time um, in August. Could the Braves eventually rotate Spencer Strider down to the bullpen if they're wanting to limit his innings? I don't think the bullpen is going to be as much of a need this year with the fact that the Braves bullpen is already one of the best in the majors and you see that there are so many options that will be available again in the near future. So the Braves bullpen seems to be in pretty good shape. When it comes to the Braves offense, you know, last year, the big thing that the Braves needed was they needed some outfield reinforcements. They were, you know, at this time last year, they were already without Marcelo Zuna, you know, and towards the middle of July, they lost out Ronald Acuna Jr. for the year. So obviously the outfield was a place of need. That's where the Braves really made their moves to go get, you know, reinforcements. But this year, you've got Eddie Rosario coming back. Ronald Acuna Jr. It seems to be healthy. He hopefully will be in place for the rest of the year. Michael Harris seems to be a mainstay in center. You're already trying to find playing time for Eddie Rosario, Adam Duvall, Marcelo Zuna, plus you got William Contreras, who's a DH catcher option. So the outfield depth is not as much of a need this year as it was last year. I talked about starting pitching and that there's plenty of questions in the Braves rotation after Max Freed and Charlie Morton, but you still do have options that could make sense. You still do have plenty of potential with the options that you have, even though a starting pitcher, at least someone that could be at least a reliable arm, 
in the rotation through the end of the year and could be an option in the in the uh, postseason as well, even if it's just a rental, just getting another source of at least some sort of certainty to add to the rotation, I think could be a plausible option for the Braves to go after as a trade deadline target. But perhaps the one thing that stands out as a need for the Braves is potentially upgrading their utility spot when it comes to the bench. Now, you're not going to see a utility player play that much for the Braves with how good the Braves infield has been this year and it's been over the past few years with Austin Riley, Dansby Swanson, Ozzie Albies, and Matt Olson around that infield, especially in the postseason if the Braves make it. You're not going to see many at-bats happen for someone other than those four. But, but, with the fact that Orlando Arcia has really fallen off since he stepped into the starting role for Ozzie Albies, and Phil Gosselin is really your only other option right now, there's not a lot of production right now in your second base options, and you're probably still six weeks or so out from really starting to consider Ozzie Albies back available. The Braves, I feel, will be just fine, even if they don't have a lot of offensive production from their second base position. But I do think that it is sensible for the Braves to potentially see if there's an upgrade there over an Arcia or over a Gosselin to go out and get that could at least come in, start until Ozzy is available, and then can be there as a pinch-hitting bench option or as an insurance option if the Braves were to run into some sort of late-season injury. That potentially could be a target for the Braves. You're probably not going to, you know, that's probably something that's not going to cost a lot in terms of prospects. And, you know, the Braves certainly don't have the stash of prospect value that they've had in previous years. But I think that besides, you know, potentially a veteran starting pitching option that, you know, can eat innings in the second half of the season, I do think that a utility upgrade, even though that, player may not play much after Ozzie Albies returns, that player at least can, you know, take care of the second base spot until Albies returns, and then could be a a good bench source to go to for pinch hit opportunities. We know last year how big of a role Jock Peterson played off the bench at times, especially in the postseason. It'll be fun to see the Braves have that option again if they were to go out. They're already going to have that with William Contreras and, you know, whatever potential outfield bat may not be playing, but if they were to go out and get another utility option, I think that that could be a place for the Braves to look when it comes to the trade deadline. But of course, that's still a few weeks away. We've still got plenty other exciting happenings going on before we really start to talk about the trade deadline, and that includes the 2022 All-Star Game. And starting today through Friday, you will have the ability to vote for plenty of Braves who are finalists at their respective positions for the All-Star Game. If you've been listening to The Hammer over the past few weeks, we've talked about how Ronald Acuna Jr. already is a starter in the 2022 All-Star Game with the fact that he, through the first phase of voting, was the leading vote-getter. Well, now you've got Travis Darnot, you've got Ozzie Albies, you've got Dansby Swanson, William Contreras, Adam Duvall, and others who you could potentially vote as All-Stars, All-Star starters, to join Ronald Acuna Jr., in LA. So you've got through to from today through Friday to be able to vote for the position finalists at each of the positions in the field for the NL voting. Make sure you get out and represent the Braves strong just as many of us did 
during the first phase of voting. But beyond that, tonight will actually be a fun night as you've got two of the National League's top 10 leaders in ERA battling against each other in Max Freed and Miles Mikolas. Now, it's going to be hard for Max Freed, I think, to put together strong enough starts. He may be able to do it. But with the year Sandy Alcantara has having for the Marlins, Max Reed, it's going to be hard unless he's just absolutely dominant over the last few starts. It may be an uphill battle for Max Reed to really put together the resume he needs to start the game for the National League. But he's already third in the National League in F4 among starting pitchers. He has the best XFIP of starting pitchers in the National League. So Max Freed truly is in the Cy Young running. And tonight, he's going to be facing a very formidable opponent in Miles Miklas. You have to hope that Freed is definitely going to be on his game. You have to hope that he'll be able to work through a Cardinals lineup that this year has shown at times it can do pretty good against left-handers. But an exciting matchup against two pitchers who potentially could be representing the National League in L.A., during the All-Star game. The Braves have already won two of the of this four game, the first two games of this four-game series against the Cardinals. Last year, the last time they played the Cardinals, they swept them. If the Braves can get the win tonight, three out of four versus St. Louis is a great way to start off July as the Braves ramp up for a weekend series before they face a very, very significant series against the NL East leading New York Mets. But it first starts tonight. Miles Miklas versus Max Freed. Hopefully the Braves can once again get the ball rolling early, give some runs for Freed to be supported by, and can put together another impressive win and take another series win against the Cardinals. We'll have all the recap for you tomorrow on the Daily Hammer. And don't forget you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, and across, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button, and that's where we'll be. Until next time, my name's Sean Coleman. Go Braves. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Daily Hammer. (laughs) 